You are listening to the Freedom Fellowship audio podcast from Freedom Fellowship Church in Tontytown, Arkansas. Our mission is to love God, love others, and serve both. And now let's listen in to this week's sermon. Last week, Nate left off with Jesus being followed by a large crowd. And we know that there was, uh, just by the evidence we find in gospel, there's about 5,000 just men. It's a, it's a big crowd. And as, as the day started to close, and remember, they weren't near the Sonic, and so as the day started to close, the disciples asked Jesus a question, as Nate related to us, and it says, what are we going to do with these people? What are we going to do about food and lodging? How are we going to handle that? And Jesus, in chapter 9 of Luke, verse 13, he said this. He said, you give them something to eat. He said, you give them something to eat. Well, the disciples came back, and they, they asked him the question. They said, well, how do you propose we do that? We have, like, five loaves and two fish. And, I mean, you can just see, you can imagine the, the mass of people that are on this hillside and thinking, there's no way that we can do that. But he said to, Jesus said to his disciples, he says, well, he said, let me organize it for you. He said, put them in groups of about 50. And then he prayed, Jesus prayed. He said he looked up in the heavens and prayed. He said, put them in groups of 50 and then start passing out the food. Well, amazingly, not amazing as we read the story, but can you imagine having been there, that as they, dis- they distributed the food, and then there was even enough that they went back and picked up the excess. The Luke, the gospel author, says that they picked up 12 baskets. I don't want to diminish its story. It's a great story. But that's really not where we're headed today. Where we're headed today is, is Jesus and the disciples, they move to an isolated area. They move away from the crowd. They withdrew from the crowd after they had fed them. And they moved to this quieter location. And in verse 18 in Luke 9, it says this. It says, once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples there were, were there with him, he asked them, who do the crowds say I am? He said, who do the crowds say that I am? The disciples replied, they said, well, some say you're John the Baptist. Well, you may remember, if you kind of remember kind of the chronology of gospel, in John the Baptist situation, he had already been beheaded. So some of them were thinking, okay, well, this is like a resurrection, perhaps, of John the Baptist is who this Jesus is. Others said, well, maybe it's Elijah. Just think about Elijah. I mean, you know, there was a, a fiery chariot, fiery horses, and they came and got him, and he was taken up in a whirlwind. There's no evidence of him dying, so maybe it's Elijah that's come back. Still others said that, well, that's one of the prophets of long ago, and maybe that person's come back. But then Jesus come back, and he asked this penetrating question. He said, but who do you say I am? coming back to the disciples, but who do you say I am? And see, what a great question that is to us as Christians, as churchgoers. And you'd see that if you're on your U version, you'll see that there's a question on your U version app that it says, so who is that? Because see, here's a fear that I have that, that a lot of times in modern day churches, what we see Jesus as is we see Jesus as just a great life coach. 
I mean, he has great things to live by and great morals to live by. And he's just, he's a great life coach. He just gives great advice to us. He's a wonderful teacher. But then we go back to Scripture and Peter answers the question when he's asked the question, but who do you say I am? Speaking to the disciples and Peter speaks out and he says, as he said, you're God's Messiah. You're God's Messiah. Now if you study that word and you go back, what he's really saying is, is other things that are embedded in that word in the Hebrew. It's you're the anointed one. You're the Messiah, the promised Redeemer. That's who you are. You're the Christ of God. After all, when you just think about Jesus' name in general, it means salvation. It means to rescue. It means to deliver. And so Peter was saying, you're God's Messiah. The Gospel writer Matthew, in, verse, in chapter 16, verse 16, he answers that. He, he, he reports the question and the answer as well. And he says, what was said, what Peter said, was, well, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Many of you know that. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus replied that it wasn't flesh or blood that has revealed that to you, but who revealed that to you was your Father who's in heaven. Going back to Luke, he says in 21, he says, Jesus strictly warned him not to tell this to anyone, and he said, the Son of Man must suffer many things, and he will be rejected by the elders. All this is prophecy that we'll see come true. The chief priests and the teachers of the law, and he must be killed, and on the third day he'll be raised to life. We know that from just what we'll read after this was still a little bit above the head of these guys that were sitting around with him trying to answer this question. But see, we come now to really the crux of what I want to talk about today. And I want to do something different. I want to, to allow the verses we're going to have. We have four verses. And I want to allow those verses to preach themselves. Let me say it again. I want the four verses you're going to see. I want those four verses to literally preach themselves. It may be that, that in the quiet as we do this, because what's going to happen is the praise teams are going to come back and, and they're, going to pray to, pray, they're going to play two songs. And what you're going to do is you're going to see the scripture unfold in front of you. And you can sing if you want to. There'll be no words, no lyrics up there. But, but the important thing for you is to take those four verses and read them and reread them. And consider how your life, and I consider how my life, lines up with what those verses are. Justin and Coach will be up here, uh, be my wingmen this morning. And if you have things that are on your heart, if you're carrying heavy burdens, if you just need somebody to talk to or to pray with, perhaps you don't your relationship with Christ, you don't know for sure that it's come into full bloom, you don't know for sure that you've experienced that fullness, I invite you to take this time, read these scriptures that are in front of you, and then, these, like I say, these men, they're going to be here for you. Concentrate on the question that he asks. He says, but who do you say I am? Who do you personally say I am? 
verse 23. You with me? All right. This is what it says. Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, and they must take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very soul? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes into his glory and in the glory of his Father and of the holy angels. And again, what I want you to do is I just want this is going to preach itself to you. But in these two songs, I just want you to read it and reread it and ask yourself the question, where, where am I in this? Where is my heart? Is that where I am? If When I read those, have I sold out like those verses tell us? Thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Fellowship audio podcast. We are located at 990 West Henry de Tonte Boulevard in Tonte Town, Arkansas. You can check us out on the web at freedomfellowship.com or you can find us on social media by searching Freedom Fellowship NWA. We hope you have a great week and that you live out the mission of the church, which is to love God, love others, and serve both.